Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. I'm Liz Williams, and tonight we have an extra special podcast episode for you because I'm here with award-winning composer, Pat Irwin. Thank you, Pat, for joining us. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Great. Um, So for people listening, Pat's most recently scored the new season of Dexter, New Blood, and is famously from the B-52s and some other no-wave bands from the 70s and 80s in New York. And for our fans who may not know too much about Dexter, Dexter is the Showtime series that ran from 2006 to 2013 that had a famously or infamously unsatisfying ending to many fans. So in 2021, Showtime brought back our iconic uh, serial killer Dexter in the series New Blood and Pat scored the series. So Pat, um, when they brought you in to do this score, were you a fan of the original series? Oh, absolutely. Great. Um, And the original theme uh, iconically was scored by Daniel Licht, who unfortunately passed away. So what was it like stepping into those shoes of a score that had been so well known over about eight seasons and a series that had a pretty fanatic fan base? There was no doubt uh, a delicate, you know, balancing act. It was it was something to consider. The, The fans were invested in that character. Yes. And they wanted to see him back and they did we all got him back yes but we got him back not as dexter we got him back as jim lindsay in the cold windy chilly austere cabin that he lived in in upstate new york it was a new show yes he was in a new place and a new character um and the score, I had to, no doubt, I had to acknowledge that score um, and embrace it. But I also needed to create a new place for this character. Exactly. So as you said, one of the biggest changes was moving the story it, 10 years into the future and from hot, humid, always sunny Miami to cold, austere, never sunny in this series, upstate New York. How did that really influence the mood that you were trying to create in the new series? You know, I wanted to create a sense of the place, not only externally, but internally in Dexter. And, you know, we, you know, as fans, we came to love this character. He was likable. We, you know, that was part of the attraction. But I knew that, you know, this was going to end. Mm-hmm. And instead of pulling you into this character, I was, it, it, you know, by way of acknowledging the original score, I was also creating some distance, just pushing you away a little bit. Don't get too close to this guy. Right. He's the Bay Harbor butcher after yes, all. Yes, exactly. Know. We Maybe love him, likeable. but he is a killer. <laughs> Yeah. Just keep in mind, you know, he may be a nice guy, but uh, and he's working at the local, you know, fish and game 
store and maybe he's uh, you, you wave to him on the street, but it, which makes you think about your neighbors or our neighbors. Mm-hmm. But um, this was not going to end well. Um, how much did you know about the plot line and where the series was going to go when they approached you to do the score? Were you able to follow Dexter's journey to, I mean, the last episode and the music that follows what happens there, I won't spoil it, is heart wrenching. So how much did you know about where this plot line was going to go when you set out to score the series? I didn't know the details. And the job of a composer, you know, they were still shooting and 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 maybe even, you know, just editing as I was starting up. So we didn't have complete access to one another. Um, So to a certain degree, I I had to make. And I wouldn't call it a guess. That sounds too. you know, too abstract, but I sort of had a feeling I knew where this was going to go. Um, And we didn't really need to have to discuss the details. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create this long simmering curve. And we decided early on that um, I was going to acknowledge the score Mm -hmm. and embrace it. You know, it's a fantastic score. It's beautiful. And it's chilling. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create a little more distance and we decided to, to create a more ambient tone, a more mm-hmm. synthetic ambient tone. So along with your score, this uh, new season of Dexter has a lot of you know, punk rock, other bands like Radiohead, a lot of songs and things going throughout it. Did you work with any of the music picking that way or just uh, exclusively with the instrumental score? Well, I didn't pick any of it, but I was aware, um, you know, I knew early on that the Iggy Pop song, The Passenger, was going to be used. Um, And, you know, sometimes if you're if you're thinking about it as a a composer, what I I needed to acknowledge why that song was there. You know, it was part of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I needed to create my own storytelling away from that song and I needed to frame them in a certain way. There's definitely more songs in Dexter New Blood than there were in the original. Absolutely. Um, Also, when you were scoring, when characters like Harrison were on screen, who is Dexter's son, um, characters like Deb, who is Dexter's sister, who is showing up in, you know, Dexter's mind in this season, um, did they each get their own nuances and you would change your music for each of those characters because those are really the big characters from Dexter's past who are with him throughout this new journey. Yes, I did. Um, I I definitely created, uh, albeit fairly subtle and understated, but uh, a theme for 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 Harrison. Mm-hmm. You know, Harrison, when he first shows up in episode one, we're not so sure who he is. So I didn't want to overstate it. I wanted it to be pretty shadowy. Um, And yet it's a fragile relationship. Mm -hmm. 
And I wanted the music to sort of reflect that. Um, with Deb, she's more of a presence. Yeah. Even though she's a, a, a clearly a character, in reality, she's a presence. So I wanted to keep it somewhat ethereal. Um, again, to create sort of a simmering atmosphere. Great. But yes, there are yeah. definitely nuances. And I know fans would have been, we were all glad to see Deb, however we could get her <laughs> throughout the series, throughout the overarc, because uh, she was such an amazing character in the original uh, series. Yeah, I was so happy to um, get the script for the first episode and, and, and see her there. And uh, I just thought the way the character was handled was fantastic. I love so it. you've also done um, some other scores for some Showtime series, including uh, or HBO series Bored to Death and Showtime's Nurse Jackie. How is scoring something because Dexter's a horror film, a horror show. How is scoring something that's horror different from scoring Nurse Jackie, which is more of a quirky, almost comedy and Bored to Death, which definitely has much more comedic elements than Dexter, because this series is the original series had more quirk, a little bit more lightness, even though it was a serial killer and every season bodies were dropping. This one is so much darker that it really leans more towards the horror than the camp and comedy. How is that different for you when you're scoring something horrific versus something a little lighter? Um, it definitely is coming from a different place as and uh, in terms of storytelling. And um, which would then in turn affect um, the relationship of the of the music to the to the story, the storytelling. I really, all I can really say is I wanted to create with with Dexter an atmosphere, a, a, a tone. I didn't want it to be a, like announcing. Um, a theme. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be on a, on a longer curve. I knew we were only going to be one season. Um, and I knew that the, the character, the, the fans, we all had a relationship to the, the, the original score as well as, you know, the characters. With Nurse Jackie or Bored to Death, you know, there's Bored to Death in particular, you're you're, you're, you're kind of closer to the picture. I'm not, I wasn't creating an atmosphere as more as like, it was like episodic almost okay. part of the framing of the, of the, of the story, mm -hmm. framing of the, of the scenes, framing those characters, Jonathan, um, you know, in particular, the, the character of Jonathan Ames. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about, are you a horror movie fan and horror show fan? Yes, I am. Um, but I certainly learned during the process of scoring uh, Dexter New Blood what real fans are, yeah. <laughs> which, 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 which was fantastic. Good, good. Because um, I think the most of the fans, myself included, reacted pretty positively to the new series and felt like we got, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but we got the ending that Dexter deserved and could help us all move on as fans. So I know it's only going to be one season, but 
has Showtime said anything or would you be game for if they spun something off and had maybe a Harrison show? I'd be, I'd definitely be game. I hope they, 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 they call, you know, I, I'd love to do it. Uh, I thought, I thought Harrison was fantastic. It was kind of, um, thankless in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought that the actor, you know, the did a great job of the character. And if it's, if it spins back in a certain way, I mean, I, I'm guessing what it could possibly be, you know, as the, as the series developed, as Dexter New Blood developed, I kind of tried to imagine in my mind mm-hmm. where it was going mm-hmm. to go. And, and that was part of the fun. Yes, I think that everybody who is watching along would definitely um, agree with you. So are there any I there's so many actually iconic like horror movie soundtracks and scores. Are there any that are your favorite? I mean, things that just come to mind for me. You know, we have characters like Michael Myers who have his own his own score just for him that introduces him. And every time Michael Myers is on screen, you're going to hear it. Then there's movies like Suspiria and the other Dario Argento movies where he had worked with um, Goblin. What, what are some of your favorite scores where you maybe almost said like, hey, I wish I had done that. I wish I had come up with well, that. That's two different things, but I, uh, the exorcist. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I just can't, that just, it's, 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 I can recall where I saw it, when I saw it, I, the music, I played it over and over as a, as a fan. Um, I really liked um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I wasn't quite doing a score like that. I was... You know, I was juggling the, a, 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 a longer tone, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but those are two of my favorites. I would say those are definitely my favorites. Right. So it's a lot different scoring maybe a two and a half hour movie than it is a ten episode, ten hour long movie. Really is what Dexter ends up being. Yeah, and but 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 at the same time, not only that, it was it was a, a coda. It was a mm-hmm. it was a you know, just kind of a, 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 a look into this character that, but it was finite, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. wasn't coming from the same place as the original. But yes, you, you know, you mentioned a couple of scores that I also really love. Um, I love movie scores, you know, and in, in general, and it's, uh, you know, Halloween. Um, I went to see John Carpenter live. That was uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's fun. So um, I don't know if you'd be able to answer this, but so you've performed and been in many bands. Do you prefer um, performing and writing music that is going to be, you know, a, a quicker song or composing and doing something that will be for a series or kind of live that way? I don't think I prefer one over the other. I would just say I'm really lucky. Yeah be able to do both or have done both um nothing more nothing less than that you know there's nothing like playing in front of a a, you know a a room full of fans that are there to love the music 
uh, as the B-52s was just a thrill. It was, it's just was nothing like it. But um, then again, there's something really special about scoring a show like Dexter New Blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Oops. Well, what is your favorite horror movie? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Well, I mentioned them. Um, I, I, I would... I would probably say both Silence of the Lambs and The Exorcist. Okay. Uh, those are both classics, Silence of the Lambs. We do a top 25 uh, for all of our uh, podcast co-hosts and co-authors, and we did a whole top 100. And The Exorcist, I think, made it to number three. And mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs was also in the top 10 because those are both two classics, uh, both with amazing scores that yeah. everybody is familiar in. So what are you working on right now? Anything? Are you still doing TV scores right now? Or are you working on anything with your bands? I have a band called Sus, which is spelled S-U-S-S, which is kind of a very ambient soundtrack-like sounding band. You can find it on Spotify and Mm -hmm. Amazon and Apple. And we're in the process of making an album. We've got a EP that's coming out um, in a couple weeks. We've been releasing EPs and we're aiming for a double album to come out in vinyl in the fall. Oh, cool. Love. We love everything being on vinyl. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) This, the sound quality is better or different, but you know, better. It feels more heartfelt when you feel, hear it on vinyl instead of on an MP3. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did downloaded. all the recording of uh, of of those albums that we make with us here in my studio, as I did with all the soundtrack to to Dexter, and a lot of the instruments were the same. Um, they were just used in different ways. And um, so, you know, Dexter had a lot of kind of simmering guitar, Mm -hmm. abstract feedback sounds, and um, some of those sounds I also use in Sus. And you could tell, so the original Dexter score has kind of those, I almost want to describe them as like screeching strings that, uh, that super recognizable sound and you... I guess, like spoke to it a little bit, but with different instruments, just like you said, you acknowledged and were able to carry that through. So it was a a little Mm -hmm. familiar, but also something totally new for a totally new show that had a different vibe and uh, characters that we love, but a completely different um, atmosphere from the original Dexter. So Mm -hmm. I really loved the um, score and especially in the final episode where Harrison and Dexter are really face to face and we're really finally seeing Dexter's emotions. Uh, it really swelled up and was just perfect Yeah, to, to bring a little bit of warmth to the coldness of the new season and of Dexter as the character who kind of had to fake feelings for so many years, he was finally feeling them. And I think it really, your score helped convey that he was really feeling those feelings. Yeah, thank you. Hard for a so, um, psychopath, really. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not just a I mean, sociopath, he, he's a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To feel his feelings. Um, well, I 
really, really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us today. And I hope that everybody who hasn't yet watched Dexter New Blood can watch it. They can listen to the score. And um, where can fans find you so they can follow Sus and look on your website to get the EPs? Where else can they um, find I, you? I, I, I have not posted any of the Dexter New Blood soundtrack as yet, and I'm going to be getting that in. I'm, I'm in the process of putting that together. Great. But um, uh, you can follow me at Patterwin Music on Instagram um, or my website, patterwinmusic.com, and, uh, and check out what I'm doing there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Pat. It was a real honor to speak with you. And hopefully we can talk again when Showtime gives us Harrison, fingers crossed, <laughs> from all the fans. I hope, so. I hope so. Well, yes, it's a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.